your name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Um, last week, we started our new series called Revive. Hey, who is here? Yep, yep, yep. And so we talked about revive, and we talked about three things that God wants to revive us for 2020. The first thing that he does, he wants to bring us back to life, right? Because some of us, after the holidays or after 2019, we felt a little dead inside, right? Especially after Christmas, when you looked at your bank account, you're like, whoa, bring that back to life, Jesus. Or you spent some time with your family, and you left them, and you're like, God is bringing me back to life because I almost choked a family member. Amen? Amen. Um, listen, welcome, like, welcome to Pioneer Church. We're, we're real with it, all right? We're going to talk. You can talk back to me. I'm not going to ignore you. Matter of fact, I'll probably talk right to you. Um, but yeah, so the first thing is that when you revive someone, when God, when Jesus revives us, he wants to bring us back to life. The second thing he wants to do is that he wants to activate us. He wants to act. So after he brings us back to life, he wants to give us purpose. He wants to set a purpose in our heart. There are a lot of Christians who have been brought back to life, but they haven't been activated. They haven't found their purpose. And so what happens when someone doesn't find their purpose? There's death in their life, right? Are you guys with me? Because you ever find someone who doesn't have a purpose, they wake up very depressed. It's a very sad life. Anyone have been through their life where they felt like they didn't have any purpose? I've been there. I gained a lot of weight because all you do is eat. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I guess I'm just going to eat this here food. Jeremy, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I know, but, you know, when you don't have any purpose, it keeps you up at night. It does because you don't know what to do next. You don't know what to thank God for next. So he wants to bring us back to life. He wants to activate us. And the third thing is he wants to set us in motion. That's the definition for revive. Bring you back to life. God wants to activate you, and he wants to set you in motion. So after you found your purpose, he wants to set you in that direction of your purpose. It's such a waste. It is such a waste of, of God's time, of his talent, of the treasures he's given you, of the things he's blessed you with, if he filled you with purpose and you just sat on it. What? God's going to fill you with purpose just to stay there? No, he wants to set you in motion. He wants to get you going because there's someone uh, doing something who's depending on you to fulfill that everything God had for you, has for you. Today we're going to talk about the activation part. If you want to mobilize, if you want to energize, if you want to motivate the purpose of God that God has for your life, nothing gets that going like fasting. I know. Some of y'all said, fast, pastor, what? Fast and what? Listen, I know, I know. So I think sometimes we get a negative stigma when we hear the word fasting, right? Who here just thinks of like sorrow and pain and gnashing of teeth when they hear fasting, right? Come on, y'all know it's true. I, I mean, I don't enjoy fasting. Um, I don't enjoy it. And now it's kind of become a trendy thing to do, right? Oh, I'm, I'm intermittent, intermittent fasting. It's just like, no, you're just starving yourself. Like, you know, I think sometimes we get, we get so, we, we have this misconception as to what fasting is. Amen? And we have to, you have to understand that, like, I think when we hear the word fast, like, the first thing we think of is like, oh, he's saying not to eat. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what, see, I'm going to make fasting the definition very simple. Fasting means to, you're giving up what you like to receive what you long for, right? Say it with me. I'm giving up what I like to receive what I long for. 
Say it one more time. I'm giving up what I like to receive what I long for. What do you mean? What do you mean? So, so for instance, I like social media, but I long for clear direction for my family in the church, right? I like eating out. Who likes eating out? I like eating out. But I long for God to provide financially to give me wisdom, to pay off bills, to pay off uh, tuition, amen, that college loan, right? You long for that? Some of y'all are like, I long for that? To pay off credit card debt. I like to listen to music, but I long to listen to the voice of my Savior. See, what you like is temporary, but what you long for can change your life forever. You may like a lot of things. I like a lot of things. But when you're fasting, when you give it to God and say, God, I like these things. I, I really like these things. I got some young people in the front. I like video games, right? Because Pastor Jeremy loves video games. That's how I unwind at home. You have two kids, you got to find a, a solid space, you know, and you just play video games until, like, you're crusty and stuff. And so I like video games, but I long for God to speak to me. I long for wisdom. I long for his favor. And you have to understand that what you fast for now can affect what you're doing by the end of the year. What you fast for now can affect the spouse you choose in the future. What you fast for now can affect your financial breakthrough. What you fast for now can affect your health right now. It's giving up something you like to receive something you long for. Fasting is hard. It's like, God, I like these things. I enjoy these things. God, you gave them to me, right? Because, you know, you gave them to me. And, but what in, is in our spirit to say, God, I like these things, but you know what? I'm going to give them up because I love you so much more than these things. And I want to hear your voice so much more clearly than I hear social media. I want to hear your voice so much more than the affirmations or lack of affirmations my spouse gives me. I want to, I want to hear you so much more than what my job tells me what I am. Because who, let's be real, some of our jobs don't appreciate us. But I, if I hear God and if I can hear his voice, I don't got to hear nothing from you because my Savior already told me all that I am. I want to hear you more, so I'm going to fast social media. I'm going to fast, and I'm not going to eat at this time. You know what? I may even fast till 6 o'clock. And so I want to give you some ways you can fast because sometimes we only think it's only food, but I want to say, hey, we live in a day and age where, you know what? You fast social media, and you just say, you know, I'm not going to check it. And in the times that you would be doing those things, it's not that you just say, all right, I'm going to stop doing it. Because some people think, think fasting is like, oh, I'm just gonna, not going to eat. Okay, but it, it goes hand in hand. See, when you fast, when you say, I'm giving this up, it's to draw closer to God. Some of us, when we fast, we give something up, but we don't fill it with Jesus. We don't. And it says it in scripture, Jesus says, sometimes a demon may find a place and he'll come and torment you and he'll come and bother you and you'll fast and pray and it'll leave, but it'll go out, find its buddies and then come back and finding a clean place. And so that's what happens when you fast is that some of us as Christians, we fast and we say, God, I'm giving up this, 
but we don't fill it with Jesus. And so the times that I'm not eating or the times that I'm not on social media, I need to be running towards Jesus. And whether that be reading the word or listening to uplifting Christian music that just pulls you out of your funk, or whether it be just reading a book that focuses on the Bible, but don't be confused. All these other books that talk about the Bible are great books, but nothing can replace the original, right? Like nothing, like those are like cool and they're nice and they'll bring you closer and, I, and I, God knows I read some of them. But listen, if you're focusing on those books and you're forgetting to get close to God through his word, that's, that's a little mix up. You need to check yourself, check what you're doing because listen, I read books by T.D. Jakes or Jensen Franklin or all these guys and they're great authors. But the greatest author already told me that I'm loved and I want to draw close to him. Because when I put my word first, when I put my Bible first, and then I read those books, those books are just an add-on to what's already going on inside of me. See, those books can give you great head knowledge and make you think a little, but this book, will, the Bible will give you great heart knowledge. And now when you read those books, it'll, are you guys with me this morning, right? I know, I know. Listen, I came in hot this morning. I didn't expect it this way, literally and physically. It is warm in here. Um, in the spiritual, it is warm in here. When you fast, when you say no to something, you are strengthening your discipline in yourself. Have you realized during a fast that you just get even more discipline? That like when you start, it, it may be rough, and Lord knows if, you, if you've done any type of food fast where you haven't eaten, like the first day you're like, I could do this. The second day you're like, can I do this? And the third day, you might as well be a hungry person in in Somalia, because you're just like, God, what, what did I, why did I choose this? See, and here's the carnal thing about, fa listen, if you choose to fast food and say, I'm not going to eat, or I'm not going to eat this meal throughout the day, don't fast something you already don't do, because you ain't fasting, right? Some of y'all are like, oh, I'm going to fast breakfast. You don't wake up for breakfast, all right? Some of y'all are like, I'm going to fast TV. You don't even got cable. You, don't, you can't stream a thing. So don't say, I'm going to fast this. You fast something that you like doing. We had friends of ours that fasted going out, and, said, and they said every, every penny, every dollar that we would spend on going out, we decided to save it and tithe it. That's powerful. Every dollar, let's say, let's say you have your weekly thing where you're like, I'm going out, I buy myself a nice something at H&M and say, God, I'm going to fast that for this week. I'm going to pray and give it to you, and I'm going to give it to the church. Or it could be, God, I'm going to cut out dinner. I'm going to cut out, I'm going to go to bed. But in this night, instead of watching TV or surfing um, Facebook or Instagram, I'm going to give that up, and I'm just going to pray and meditate on you. Now, meditate isn't like, um, that's not meditating. Meditating is focused thinking. That's all it is. I think so many times we hear the word meditate and we're just like, oh, we have to light sage and, you know, fold our legs. God knows that's a folding my legs, a laying on the floor, uncomfortable. No. <laughs> Jesus was a carpenter. He made chairs, y'all. Let's be real. Um, right? And so all meditating is focused thinking. You're focusing on God. You may read a scripture, and sometimes we think like we have to read a whole chapter. Literally, if the presence of God is there, there are times you could read one line in the Bible, and it could forever change your entire perspective. And you're like, what are you talking about? So I'm glad you asked. I was reading um, 
I think it's Genesis 20 or 22, and it says that Abraham had to sacrifice Isaac. Y'all remember that? Abraham sacrificed Isaac. And, and then in Hebrews, it talks about that Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. And I've read that time and time and time and time again, but it said Abraham believed God. And that just totally and radically, completely changed the scripture. See, it didn't say Abraham believed in God. It said Abraham believed God. And you're like, what does that mean? See, there's a lot of people who believe in God. There's a lot of people not sitting in this room who believe in God. There's a lot of people who believe in God, but it said Abraham believed God. What's the difference? See, when you believe in God, it's just like, I believe in God. But when Abraham believed God, he said, I believe in his promises. I believe in every single word that he speaks to me. I believe in everything he's going to provide. I believe him. So there's never a question of doubt. There's never a question of fear. I believe God. It says Abraham believed God. I, Pastor Jeremy, I'm rolling into 2020, and I'm like, I don't want to believe in God because if someone can convince me into something, someone can convince me out of something. I'm rolling into 2020 saying, God, I believe you. But you have hardships. I believe God. But you have struggles. I believe God. But you have all this stuff, all this negativity coming your way. I believe God. Some of you guys need to tell yourself in the morning when you wake up and you look at that bill and you look at that tuition or you look at this hot, what the doctor said or you look at what your spouse said or you look at on Instagram and Facebook and you're like, I'm not living the life that I want to live. You need to say to yourself, I believe God. Whatever the Bible says, whatever his promises are that hold true, I believe God. I believe him. See, and so when you fast, God opens your heart and your eyes to these things that you're like, wow, I didn't see this before. I realize sometimes when you fast, and let's say you're going to cut out a meal, or let's say you're going to cut out food and you're just doing water or broth or things like that, I realize there's a carnality in fasting because your carnal nature wants to step on the scale to see how much weight you lost. Right? Because we want to see, oh, yeah, I'm doing this for God, but, man, I lost a lot of weight. Look at me. <laughs> and so a part, of, a part of me fasting during this time is like, you know what, I'm going to put the scale away because I don't need to know how much weight I lost. I just need to know how closer I got to God. Because, yes, this will tell me a number, but how much greater is if I put away the scale and I'm like, God, you know what, I'm just going to trust you. You know, I want to let you guys know, like, Losing weight and your body feeling healthier and emptying itself out, there's so many health benefits to fasting, right? We hear intermittent fasting getting thrown around so often. There's a lot of benefits to fasting for your body, and that's beautiful, and that's great, but I want to let you know everything that happens in, on your physical body is a byproduct of what you're doing with your spiritual body. That's all a byproduct. That's not the goal. Losing weight isn't the goal. Looking skinnier isn't the goal. I know summer's coming up soon, and some of y'all are like, trying to get beach body. Listen, that's not the goal. If you want to do that, change your lifestyle and eating. This is about spiritual body. This is about getting spiritually strong. The, the Bible has a history of fasting. I mean, if Adam and Eve fasted, we wouldn't be in this predicament, right? <laughs> If they were to be like, no, nah, I don't want no fruit salad. I'm going to stick over here. I'm going to name these things. If, right? If Adam and Eve were to tell their stomach no, maybe we'd be in a different situation. 
if Esau were to tell his stomach no, maybe he wouldn't trade his birthright for a bowl of lentil soup. You see, when you fast, when you say, God, I'm giving up this meal, I'm giving up this, it's going to call to you. It's going to call to you. But I want to say, stand strong. Stand strong. Eve and Adam, and it's both of them, they had a moment of weakness and created a lifetime of misery. And so I want to tell you for the rest of us, so when we get to heaven, if Adam and Eve are there, we're going to have a talk, y'all. We're going to have a talk. We're going to have a talk. Like, Jesus, let me close this curtain. I don't want you to see it. Right? But what you're fasting for now can change the trajectory of your future. Are you fasting for, are you an entrepreneur? Are you fasting for your business? Are you fasting for your family? Are you a parent? Are you fasting for your kids? I know my, my mom was fasting and praying for our spouses even before we met them. Even before I met Tasha, my mom was praying and fasting. Are you praying for the, are you in college right now? Are you praying and fasting for that? We're going to go over like three things at the end that fasting needs, that will, that will, what God looks for in fasting. But the Bible has a history of fasting. Moses fasted for 40 days. And when he fasted for 40 days, what did he receive? The Ten Commandments. Queen Esther, she was Jewish. Jewish. Jew it. it. Yep, I said it right. Because sometimes, you know, you're like, did I say that right? She, so there was a guy named Haman, and he wanted to exterminate all of the Jews. He wanted to kill them all. And when, when Queen Esther found out that Haman wanted to exterminate all the Jews, she sent word back to her group and she said, hey, have everyone fast for three days because I'm going to go into the presence of the king unannounced, uninvited. I'm just going to waltz up in there all big, bad, and strong because God is going to be with me. Have everyone fast for three days that God would overturn and because it was an edict. It was a law that, and the king already okayed it. And so she's like, pray for me that when I go in that God is with me. And all of her people fasted for three days. And when she went into the presence of the king, she says, you need to overturn this. These, these are my people. Like, you can't do this. And so what happens? You could see, you couldn't do stuff like that. You couldn't just waltz into the presence of the pharaoh or the king. You couldn't just do that. So she walked right in and she pleaded her case. And the king said, no, no, no. That's not happening. We're going to overturn that. So instead of the Jews being exterminated, Haman was exterminated. Some of y'all got enemies you can't see. Some of y'all got enemies you don't know. But when you start fasting, God is going to open your eyes and be like, oh, you weren't for me this time. You've always been against me. You tried to knock me out. Thank you, Jesus. You opened my eyes. Because when you, something happens when you're hungry. Anyone in here get hangry? Right? Raise your hands. Don't lie to yourself. We're in the house of God. I don't get hangry. I just get quiet when I'm hungry. I just get quick because I'm focused. You know, I'm like, when are we going to get that meal? Well, my wife would be like, well, what do you want to eat? Babe, anything. You can bring in a live cow. I'll bite it. <laughs> I'll just... I... <laughs> See, but when you deny your physical, something happens. Like, it's like your senses heighten a little bit. Because it, you can see stuff that you typically didn't see. You can see the friend who was there for you listening to your sorrows is gossiping about you. 
you can see the person who's supposed to be uh, closer than a brother was like, you're not really that close. You can see where you're financially spending money where you shouldn't have been spending money. You can see, oh, oh, you know what? I sh mm, maybe I shouldn't have said that. God will give you wisdom to say things at the right time. You, it just, when you deny your, your body of something, like your senses just heighten. Daniel fasted for three weeks for a prayer that was answered on the first day, but didn't, he didn't get it on the first day. See, Daniel fasted. There was two fasts that he did. There is the Daniel fast in the beginning of Daniel, but later in the book of Daniel, Daniel 10, it says that he was fasting for three weeks, and that angel came three weeks later. Three. He didn't said that he didn't have any choice wine or choice meat or anything. And it says, the angel came to him and says, Daniel, I'm sorry I'm late, man. Listen, listen, I'm sorry. I'm like, your blessing was coming, but you, I got held up. I was driving to Memphis and, you know, whew, uh, or New York, I got held up on the BQE. I was, I was flying through Atlanta and, you know, the traffic got me. But he's like, I want to let you know that the day you set your mind to fast, your prayer was answered. The day and the moment that you set your mind to focus on Jesus, say, God, I'm giving up this food, and I'm going to focus on you, your prayer was answered. Some of you guys have been praying prayers that have gone unanswered, and God is like, if you would just deny your stomach, I can answer that prayer on the first day. But that doesn't mean you stop fasting. That just means I'm listening to you, and I see what you're doing. Before he started his public ministry, Jesus fasted for 40 days. See, Jesus fasted so long and so hard that the devil had to show up himself and be like, man, you sure are tired. You look hungry. If you're the son of man, why don't you, why don't you turn this? Turn this bread, turn the stone into bread. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that provideth out of the mouth of God, every word that comes out of the mouth of God, that's what, that's what man lives on. See, you're not only fasting, and you're not only giving up something because you want to get close to God. You're fasting because you've got to learn how to fight your battles. Because the scripture that you're going to be reading, the worship you're going to be doing, the prayers you're going to learn how to pray, because you're going to pray different when you're hungry. You pray different. God, keep me away from all these baked smells. Keep me away from the sweets. Keep me away. You pray different. And then all of a sudden, after you're done fasting or at the end of your fast, the enemy's going to come and be like, well, how come that relationship didn't work out? Listen, I don't live by boyfriend, girlfriend alone. I live by the name of Jesus. Well, if you're a child of God, how come you won't just do it? Do it in your own strength. No, 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 no. You have to understand, I'm not going to put my God to the test. Everything he has for me is going to come in at the right time and it's proper appointment. Oh, yeah, well, you know, this promotion's coming up and you, you, do, you do the job anyways. You're the best candidate. Listen, I'm not going to rush my God. If it's for me, it's for me. If it's not for me, it can go somewhere else. Because God would rather me lose a promotion and gain my soul than me for lo to lose my soul in this promotion. See, you just think different when you start fasting. You, your whole paradigm just shifts. You, 
Yeah, I know sometimes you may focus on your stomach and you're like, man, I'm so hungry. But then God just brings you word after word, anointing after anointing. And, un and unless you were fasting, you couldn't get it. There, there's a moment in the Bible where the, uh, where the disciples go out and they're praying and they're praying over people and they're getting demons out of people. And there's one demon that they get up to and they're like, God, we can't get this demon out. And Jesus prays and rebukes and he's like, this one only comes by prayer and fasting alone. I'm going to be real with y'all. There are some of y'all who are addicted to some things that you shouldn't be addicted to. And you're like, why have I been struggling this for the past 10 years in secret? Why have I been submitting to this for the past 10 years? Listen, by the end of this fast, I can guarantee you there are some things that come out with prayer and fasting alone, but God is looking to make you new. He wants to set you free. You're not bound to that addiction anymore. And some of this stuff only comes out by prayer and fasting. By submitting your stomach to God, by submitting Facebook to God, by submitting and saying, God, I'm giving this to you because, you know what, I'm struggling with this for too long. This thing has been bound too long on the inside of me. But God, I know when I say no and I deny myself and I take up my cross, I know there's going to be a breakthrough happening. That won't be my identity. I will grow in integrity and I will be able to overcome this in the name of Jesus. I'm going to fast for you, God, because I want you to do something in me I couldn't do in myself. If you want... If you want to receive something you thought was impossible, you have to do something the world views as nonsensical. Because people are going to like, you can't tell me fasting is not important. You have Muslims fast on Ramadan. They fast from sunup to sundown, faithfully. Faithfully. I was sitting at an airport one time, and it was the time for prayer. And these guys got out. They laid out their rug, and they prayed. And fasting, in the Bible, it doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast. Some of us as Christians, we think fasting is a choice. Oh, I'll decide whether I fast or not. No, no, no. Jesus says when you fast. Let's go to Matthew 6. We're going to read through Matthew 6. Listen. Hear me out when I say this. You may sit in here and you say, all right, I'm going to fast. I guess I'll do something because he talked about it for an hour or so. I guess I, but I want to let you know, you're not fasting for me. This is not for me. You're fasting for you. And guess what? If this fast doesn't mean nothing to you, it doesn't mean anything to God. I want to tell you that straight up right now. If, it does, if you're fasting and you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. If it doesn't mean nothing for you, it doesn't mean anything for God. See, you have to come into a fast with an expectation. It's like, God, I'm fasting because I have a level of expectation that you're going to come through on your word. You're going to come through on the things that I've longed for. And you're not just going to leave me short. But if, you, if you're coming into this fast and you're just like, I'm just doing it because they told me to do it. So I just, you know, I picked like social media. I just picked Instagram. Then don't do it. But if you want breakthrough, if you want to see God begin to shift something in the spiritual, if you want to see God change something in the atmosphere, if you want to see your business grow, if you want to see your relationships grow, if you want to see your life change, fast with expectation, fast on purpose. In Matthew 6, we're going to start in, in chapter 1, and we'll just read through some of it. He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Thanks, Nathan. If you do... You will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, 
right? That's the first when. So when you give, because this Christian walk, there are three things that God says when you do it. Not if you decide to do it, when you do it. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they receive the reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be done in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. We're going to keep going. And it says in prayer, when you pray, not if you pray, right? When you pray, because as a Christian, so it's when you give and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in synagogues on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they, they will be heard because of their many words. But don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. My some of y'all ladies wish you had husbands and boyfriends like that, right? Why don't you know what I want before I ask it? And husbands, you can say, because I am not God. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's right there, literally. It's like, your father in heaven knows, but I do not know. Please tell me what you need. Only God knows what you need before you ask. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thus be the word of the Lord. I just saved a lot of marriages right there. Some of y'all ladies be like, well, you're supposed to know. You're not, that's how I know, that's how you know when people aren't in their Bible. It's just like, no, 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 God knows what you want. I, you still got to tell me. It doesn't matter how many years we've been, you still got to let me know. It says, this is how you should pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts, as we've also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sin, the Father, then your Father will not forgive you of your sins. And now fasting. When, right? When you give. Say it with me. When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show that they are fasting. Jesus is saying, don't look nasty when you fast. <laughs> Some of y'all want people to know you're fasting. God's like, don't do all that. Wash your face. Pop a, if you're fasting food, pop a breath mint in, because, you know, you go without food for a little bit, your breath a little sideways, you know. So you got to, because it says when you pray, and I know people like to pray with people when they fast, and sometimes your breath can be a little distracting. <laughs> right? It says, do not disfigure your faces to show others you are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So when you, when you, and when you, have you noticed in all three of those things, and when you give, when you pray, when you fast, Jesus says, don't, on all three of those things, don't make it public, don't make it look like you're doing it, but do it in secret. 
because he says, when you do this in secret, when you do it in silence, I will reward you publicly. You see, you got to understand, private worship, God will give you a public praise. Private devotion will give God, see, God loves to show his Christians off. He does. He really, really does. He, really, he wants to show you off to the world, but he doesn't want you to do it because God is like, if you, if you promote you, you're going to make a mess. You're going to look like a fool. But if you stay in silence and you pray and you give and you, and you fast in silence, I'm going to promote you in ways you couldn't even promote yourself. I'm going to have you going out for jobs you know you're unqualified for. I'm going to have finances coming your way that you couldn't even work out in your own strength. I'm going to have healing coming your way that you didn't even expect. God, I never thought I could be whole. Oh, I've made you whole, but you need to do this in silence because I will publicly put you on a stage. He says, do it in, in all three of those things. He says, but don't do it publicly. Don't do it for people to see. Don't pray for, so that someone sees you. Don't fast so that someone sees you. Don't give so that someone sees you. Jesus says, when you do that, when they do that, they've already received their reward. They already got it. And listen, I don't want to receive an earthly reward. I want a spiritual reward. I want something that's going to last forever. Because if it's an earthly reward, it's going to break, it's going to die out, it's going to get old. But if it's a spiritual reward, it's going to last forever and ever. And my kids are going to see it. And my grandkids are going to see it. And my great-grandkids are going to see it. And they're like, how are you guys that way? Because my great-grandfather Jeremy was faithful. And he did all his stuff in private. And so God is now promoting this family. Woo! Y'all, I'm excited about this fast. I'm saying that today. Don't talk to me Thursday. I'm just saying. I'm saying that today. Thursday might be a different day. Before we move forward, um, we have some papers. Uh, Miss Jerry and John's going to grab some papers and pens in the back because we're going to talk about, I want, and I want everyone to get one. So don't be one of those people that's like, oh, I don't need one of these. I, I, I did it in my mind. No, I don't want to do that because I, I've been taught to when you fast, you need to write this down. Why do you need it? write it down? Because my daddy, my father God who is faithful, when he comes and he does it, you can say, I, I remember when I wrote this down. Look at it. Look at it. He, he, he came through. Because I want to tell you, we know Israel was in the desert for what? How many years? 40 years. Why? Because they didn't write stuff down. They didn't remember all the good things that God did. So today in this moment, we're going to write down what we're fasting for. And I'm going to tell you what to write down because for some of you guys, this may be new, right? For some of you guys, you're not ready for this. And you're like, I was so unprepared because I didn't come to church last week. It's okay. It's okay. But I'm going to tell you, when, when, and, and I want you guys to hear me when I say this. There are things... I have written down in a journal. I have, I have, if you know me, I have a ton of little journals all throughout my house, all throughout my backpack. And some of them are half full, some of them are kind of full, some of them are full, but I forget, you know, but I know I write it down and I walk away from it because I find a new book with a new cover and I'm like, oh, basic, you know? And so I go and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna write it down in here. But there are times where I go, where I go back, thank you, and I'll read what I wrote down three years ago and I'm like, God did it. He did it. There was a time, I, in one of my journals, I, I wrote this down, uh, 2012. 
And I remember it was a prayer. And this is when I didn't have a job. This is when I was broke, broke. What do you mean broke, broke? When you're so broke that you eating ramen and you're making meals out of it, like with eggs and stuff, that's broke, broke. And so I was broke, broke, and I wrote it down, and I was just like, man, I, would, I believe that one day I'm going to get a job at Apple, and I just figured it out. And then I found that journal not too long ago where I wrote it down. I wrote that down in 2011. I ended up working at Apple, what, 2013, 2012? And I was there for five and a half years. And while I was there, I got, my family got started. This church got started. So that's what I mean. Like, yes, I, was, I needed a job, and God saw that, and he honored it. I was there for five and a half years. And I could look back and say, oh, wow, look at God, you answered that prayer. So before we write on these things, when we fast, we, and I, I, I was phonetically friendly. It's three C's, three C's. When we fast, we want to make sure we are being concise. Yeah, you could write it on the back. Concise, what does that mean? Be specific. Have details. Why does that matter? Because details, everyone says the devil's in the details. False. Jesus is in the details. If you've ever read the book of Numbers, we know God is in the details. God is in the details. Because when God answers that prayer, when he answers that promise, you can say, oh, this is God. Because here, I wrote it down in my fast details of what I needed God to provide. It's right here. So you can't say you did it on your own. You can't say, oh, someone else did it. You can't say anyone else. But you can say, God did it because I wrote this down at the beginning of my fast. So we want to be concise. We want it to be captivating. And you're like, what do you mean? We want it to be captivated. We want, some, we want it to be something we desire in our heart. Don't write down something that you don't desire. Write down something that you desire, something that you've been longing for, something that you need God to answer. What, what's the motivation behind your fast? Do you need provision? Write down how you, don't write down, God, I need you to provide by making my grandma give me $30,000. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But say, God, I need provision. I don't know how it's going to show up, but I need provision to pay off this tuition. Amen? God, I need provision to pay off these medical bills. Amen? God, I need a healing for this specific disease going on in my body. God, I need provision. For, be, be concise and make it captivating. Make it something you desire. Because God is so, he says you're his children. He says you're his children. You need wisdom? You need joy? Make it captivating. And the last C, make it considerable. Make it considerable. Yeah. <laughs> Lame sir. Make it something big. Make it something audacious. Make it something. And I'm not saying like, oh, you're putting God to the test. But if these promises in Jesus are yes and amen, make it something so big that when it happens, you know you couldn't do it yourself. Make it something big. God. And, and when I mean big, don't be like, God, I need a Bentley. No, what's the motivation behind that? I'm trying to stunt in my hood. That's not a blessing, that's a curse. Make it something big. God, I have this family member who would never come to church with me, but God, they said they wouldn't be caught dead in the church, but I believe in this year, I'm fasting for that son or that daughter or that mother or that father or that sister or that cousin who is hellbound. I'm gonna fast for them and I'm gonna intercede for them in the name of Jesus that they will come to church and they will come to meet you. Make it something big. God, I'm in, 
I'm in all kinds of loss right now. God, I've been single as a dollar bill for too long. But Lord, you know I ain't chasing no scrubs. Y'all know that song. They don't get no love from me. <laughs> but God, I'm fasting for my future spouse. I don't want to settle. God, I, I don't want, you know, God, I have a list of things that I want my spouse to be, but God, show me what I should be praying for for my spouse in my next. See, some of y'all are praying for too many boyfriends. Y'all need to start praying for husbands, and y'all need to start praying for wives. Don't pray for something temporary. Pray for something eternal. God, I'm praying for my wife. I'm praying for my husband because I want them to be exactly who you called them to be for me. They're not going to complete me. You complete me. But God, that when we come together, we show the love of Jesus to the world. Amen? If you're in school, I'm not going to forget you guys. Pray about graduating. Pray that God begins to fill you with purpose right now. Because you guys, you guys are going to get older, and then people are going to ask you the most annoying questions. Well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that's just so annoying. It's like, dude, I'm 14. I'm just worried about lunch and my Game Boy. That's what I was worried about. But fast now. If you want to give up a meal, it may be giving up a toy. It may be giving up, you know, hanging out with certain friends. And you just say, I'm going to give this away because I want God to fill me with purpose. Even at your young age, he's got, he'll probably answer you before everyone else in here. Be faithful with that. God's going to put something on your heart. God may say, hey, I want you to pray for your brother, your sister, your parents. Because as kids, we're never taught to do that. But... You may put that on your heart. God, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to fast for them. It may be a, a, a child in school. It may be your friend in school. But be open because I know, listen, when I was young and I was saved, God answered my prayers like that. Because Jesus says, when you're young and you fix your heart on me, man, he hears you. He hears you because he says we have to be like you guys when we come to him. Not the other way around. Us adults, we don't got it together. All right? But he says, when you come to me, come like with a childlike demeanor. So let's say it together. He, we, it has to be concise. What, is else that have to, what else does it have to be? And what else does it have to be? All right. Right now, I want you guys to write down what you're giving up. Write down what you're giving up, and then write down what you're longing for. I'll give you guys a couple minutes to do it, and after that, we're going to dismiss because I know we're a little over. My wife is going to come up and pray us out, but as you guys write it down, and if you can't think of something right now, that's okay. All I'm saying is don't let the day go by without putting some ink on this paper, without saying, God, I'm... I'm scared, I'm nervous to do this because what if you don't answer, right? Because that's what goes on in our minds. What if he doesn't answer? What if he doesn't do it? Listen, he says, everything in your life has been yes and amen. I've planned out your steps. I know what you're wanting. I know what you're needing. And before you even ask, I already know it. Put it on paper. Put it on paper. Because of what I would love for you guys to do is to hold on to this. And on the 26th, when we're having church, bring them all back in. And listen, God is going to answer those things. 
And he'll answer it in yes, he'll answer it in no, or he'll answer it in wait. And he may not answer it by the end of the fast, but listen, he's going to answer it. And that thing will be your testimony on paper. You guys can even date it today if you want. And I'll t today is the 12th. January 12th of 2020, I wrote this down, that I needed God to provide for this. I needed God to do this in my life. And it may be January 12th of 2021. God showed up and he did this and I'm dating it and I'm framing this. So why do you need to frame it? Because every time you have a little doubt in your heart that wants to tell you God's not big enough, you can go back to this little piece of paper and say, no, 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 God fulfills promises. He fulfills promises. And if he did it once, he's going to do it again. Does everyone receive that today? All right, do you guys mind standing with me? We're going to pray. Father, if you guys don't mind holding, up, holding, holding it up, I know in the physical it's just a piece of paper with some ink on it, but in the spiritual it's a declaration. Father, we're going to fast, we're going to give up what you've called us to give up, and we're, gonna, we're giving up what we like so that you can give us what we long for. And so, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we commit this fast to you, we commit these things to you, believing that you're going to answer them in your own time and in your own way. And Lord God, we believe right now that you're going to show us the things to fast for, and we believe right now that breakthrough is coming, That because you're a God who always answers, and you're a God who always shows up, and you never and you always show out. So Lord God, strengthen us during this fast because the enemy's going to come and he's going to tempt us and he's going to tell us that we're not enough. He's going to tell us that we're weak. He's going to tell us that we can't follow through. And God, and guess what? We may mess up a time or two, but we stay committed to the cause of Christ. We stay committed to this fast because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. And Lord God, when we come back together again on the 26th, Lord God, when we break this fast on the 26th, Lord God, we're going to do it with jubilation. We're going to do it with joy. And we're going to talk about it and remember all the things that you've done. And it's in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Pioneer Church Podcast. Let's go one step further. Subscribe and share this podcast with family and friends and see how this word changes their life. At Pioneer, we believe in journeying together. If you want to support this ministry, go to pioneerchurch.com give to continue to help us to reach people for Jesus. Thank you again for listening and God bless you.